Hello and welcome to episode 161 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good. We are back again. The The fun times keep on coming. Fright Fest never ends. I know, it really doesn't. Like It's going to be a lot of our focus for the next couple of months, which is pretty exciting. Um, obviously, we had the excitement of It, uh, Chapter 2, last week, and we thought, and you may have thought, oh, is it going to be quieting down now? No, definitely not. Wow, um, it's not quiet. <laughs> yeah, the amount of releases in the next couple of months is insane, um, and we've got a very fun movie and TV show to talk about this week. Um, so yeah, we'll get into all that good stuff. Um, but first, obviously, we start with the news, and the news is a, a very light again, so I did want to kind of focus on a few of the movies upcoming. Um, not like a massive preview, but obviously, we keep mentioning that a lot coming out um so i thought we should just quickly go through them but first there is a news story actually that got added um today um this is an interesting one that uh universal pictures have dated the next two m night Shyamalan movies um which i think is a really interesting news story um Mm. obviously we know nothing about these now post glass it's funny Um, the man couldn't have his name on the poster a decade ago and now he's hot shit again i love it i'm glad yeah I know. I'm really glad we're in this renaissance. Obviously, his last three movies have been fantastic now. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, we've got another two coming. um, One February 2021 and then February 2023. Um, Sure. Why not? This is interesting to me because I I, like this is all we have. And I was already looking at it going, okay, it's kind of odd that they've announced two. Um, Especially like what you said with M. Night not being the most bankable guy. He's had massive flops and massive hits. Um, Mm. And I really wonder what this is, whether it's a two part story. That we'll know more of, you know, once we see the next. Who, who, film. who was the deal with? Sorry, a uh, Universal. Universal. Mm. Yeah, that's um, no, odd. You know, would he be revisiting another movie? I think it's worked pretty well recently. Like, I was thinking to myself, man, what would like a Sixth Sense sequel look like nowadays? Um, Awful. Yeah, I I kind of <laughs> tend to agree. I, I think that the, you know he did it so well with his previous sequels, and I don't want him. You know, there isn't any other yeah. movie that I think is worth a sequel. Um, no, I think I, that'd be such an interesting one. Like twenty years later, you know, Haley Joel was like a child, and now he's like a grown man. Like that'd be a really mm, interesting thing to do. But. The the thing about obviously the the glass trilogy, whatever you want to call mm. it. Um, you know, those three movies are so different and they're yeah. so weirdly linked into this trilogy that, um, you know, that's what makes it so fascinating. You have two standalone movies and then you have a third movie that, that links the two together. So it's mm. such a unique experience that he, he I just wouldn't want to see him try again. Like, I, I want some fresh IP. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I want it to feel like the visit, you know, something along those yeah. lines. Hopefully, or, or the visit more... too. I, I'm happy to be the visit too. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, he stays within the more horror focused, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, split and visit are more than and some of his other movies. But um, either way, yeah, can't wait. And it's interesting that he's staying that active as well, because mm. um, that's like the last sort of uh, that'll be, I guess, the last eight years by the time that where he's pretty much released a movie every two years. So that's Sweet. pretty cool. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for the news. Obviously, as I mentioned, just a quick preview of some of the stuff that we want to cover. Um, this is pretty insane because this list only goes up to the 1st of November. So this is the rest yeah, of September man. and all of yeah. October. And um, there are 13 movies here, <laughs> which Three I'm like... from hell. That Three is on there. <laughs> we'll get to that because there, there is a hype train update coming shortly. Um, 
But uh, yeah, first off is um, Satanic Panic, which already came out on a US demand release mm -hmm. um, at the start of September um, and is getting an Arrow release in the UK. Uh, God bless Arrow. Um, so yeah, one that we definitely want to check out. That was the one that was, yeah, it was at Fright Fest. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't that's the one that like Fangoria presented as well, I believe? Yeah, yeah, it was the Fangoria Presents one. So you know it's going to have some good practical effects. It's going to be a bit of a bloodbath. I've, I've heard a couple of previews about it and... I, this was one that was quite high on my radar of the mm. post fright fest films uh, that i really wanted to check out so i've already got my pre-order ready for this one can't wait <laughs> yeah so we're definitely like that seems to be one of the ones we're definitely going to cover um next up is the big release that we've already talked about last week tigers are not afraid is mm -hmm. out now on shudder worldwide yeah. um just heard nothing literally nothing but good things like i've not heard anyone say anything bad about this movie and that's so rare when it comes to horror um yeah. so i cannot wait to see this one um also later on this week uh september 19th is the third installment in the hell house llc franchise crazy um which is one that's definitely flown under the radar but i'm very much excited to check out um is this getting a uk shutter release yes yes they're, yeah, they're both, nice. they're both yeah uh, they both are which is nice yeah um and then next up so this is the one that i know the least of out of all of these movies so i think if there's any that we probably won't cover it might be this um which is villains um mm. is apparently at september 20th and i think that's a u.s limited theatrical only i can't see anything mm. about on demand or uk currently um but pretty much the only reason why i'm excited for it it's got bill Skarsgård in it. wasn't it <laughs> yeah like other than that i gotta be honest i don't really like yeah I'm not, I'm, I'm not that excited for it from what i've seen it, it seems like it's kind of you know comedy drama with a bit mm. of horror thriller in there so it's kind of one of these dark comedies which we dig but um yeah. you know I, i'm not necessarily feeling like i'm in the mood for and like scars in that role as well but but who knows yeah that's definitely a movie that if it was dead we would cover it but this yeah. is incredibly busy and i would definitely say this is probably number 13 on my list of these 13 movies um next up is uh ready or not which of course was at fright fest um was uh, already had a u.s release um yeah. and it's finally coming to uk cinemas at the end of this month probably um, our next trip to the cinema yeah probably yeah so so you said can't wait are you are you excited Ooh. for this one yeah yeah massively yeah, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued about it. It's not it's not what I'm massively excited for. The, the one thing that does get me intrigued is that it does have an 18 certificate in mm. the UK, which I always think is interesting for theatrical yeah. releases. It, it um, kind of reminds me of these couple of misses that we've had recently: the Truth or Dare and mm. the kind of pan the Escape Room. And I kind of feel like this is going harder. You know, getting that 18 rating. Um, I heard, you know, a couple of things from Fright Fest that it is quite bloody as well and, right. quite, you know, quite violent. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty down for this one. It just sounds like a cool idea. And, and yeah, I'm uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to checking this out on the big screen. I think it's going to be a weird one to see on the big screen. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, next up is The Furies, which was, again, at Fright Fest, one that we really wanted to check out, um, is also coming to Shudder October 3rd. A yeah. um, lot of Shudder releases here as well, which is yeah. really awesome to see. Um, the Next up is a day later. This is a date that has been confirmed in the last week, um, a movie we've already talked about, which is In the Tall Grass. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, Joe Hill, Stephen King adaptation starring Patrick Wilson. I don't need to know anything else other than so that. More. I'm in. Um, so yeah, definitely excited to check that out early October. Um, <clears throat> next up is an interesting one because this is, seems to have massively gone under the radar, but apparently the UK Blu-ray release on October 7th of the Rabbit remake. Pre-ordered. <laughs> <laughs> 
so again yeah. a weird one i thought this would get a much bigger release to be honest um, i love that my my amazon pre-order does say the 13th of october though oh, okay fair enough yeah, no 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 one knows that's why <laughs> no, no knows. these dates are all over the shop yeah. um my my three from hell blu-ray didn't even have artwork so <laughs> you know i'll pre-order um, anything apparently so yeah hopefully we'll get that and, and again this is like just looking at october alone there are so many movies that we're excited for yeah. um next up is the little monsters the kind of uh lupita nyongo star in a zombie comedy movie um mm. is apparently coming to hulu um on october 11th um again i don't know how we're going to get our hands on this one in the uk it's more, it's going to have to be one of those ones we wait and see really um yeah and uh, yeah, the following one is a pretty, pretty big one. Um, October 14th, apparently, for the UK Blu-ray of Free From Hell. Hell, um, yes. People I, have already seen this movie. The general yeah. public are getting access to it right now, probably. There are people in the cinema watching this movie. Feels bad. It feels bad. Like, feels dirty, but we'll we'll get there. This movie that we've championed for years, you know, we've been wearing our Free From Hell t-shirts to multiple horror conventions yeah. and, and it's out there now. And we're just sitting here twiddling our thumbs because we're in the UK. Um, we'll get it, it soon. It's a shame because it, it obviously it does look like now pretty much confirmed that it's not going to get any sort of UK premiere. Yeah, it's a shame because obviously like Lionsgate UK have picked this up and mm. so... I was hopeful that it would get a theatrical, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really seem like the US is getting full theatrical. It's just getting this three day kind yeah. of, um, was it Fathom events kind of yeah. thing and, um, you know, not a full theatrical run. And yeah, we're not getting anything in the UK, but um, hell, as long as I get to see this movie soon, I'm buzzing. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. It's just a shame that we never got that because I think if it was if it was premiere and literally anywhere in the UK, we would have been there. And it's oh, it's I a think shame. Been previous um, <laughs> traveling for Rob Zombie movies proves that. Like, if we don't have to get on a plane mm. to go see one movie, we we will travel across country to watch it. Yeah, and it's just a shame that it's it's not going to get that in this country. But like I say, we will get to talk about it very soon. Um, next up is another one that I'm very excited for: is the Lighthouse. Um, is yes. apparently out October 18th. Um, God, no idea about the release of this one. I really hope this is a UK theatrical because I really want to see this movie on the big screen as well because um, mm -hmm. it just looks beautiful and I cannot wait for that one. Um, next up is another Fright Fest movie, um, which is The Girl on the Third Floor. Um, is apparently on demand October 25th, so just in time for Halloween. Um, cool. Again, another Fright Fest one. And then, yeah, the final one of the list to end us is, and apparently we're getting this one a week early from the US, which is pretty fantastic. So uh, apparently it's November 8th in the US, and it's either October 31st or November 1st in the UK, um, is Doctor Sleep. Hell <sighs> So, I mean, that's like, that's the one, you know, that's like the end goal. But like looking at all of these other movies and obviously Free From Hell in there as well. But like, yeah. this is insane. I don't think we've yeah. ever had this much of the amount of movies that we want to see no. in such a short period of time. Yeah, this is our end game right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's not even including we're in TV season now. So I know American yeah, Horror Story right. starts next week. Um, yeah, I cannot, I'm really looking forward to that as, and as well as the yeah. Purge season two. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a strap in. A manic couple of months and, and even if we don't get to cover all these hopefully we'll get to cover them in november and even december and i feel like this is gonna be one of those years where we may have to just be like right we're gonna have to just go watch a bunch of stuff in yeah december. like we're just gonna have to see when we get when we get to like mid-october mid-november like mm. we might have to start caning these shows out or doubling up but we'll see yeah. like it, it 
like in terms of theatrical, with there's probably what two on three on that list. Two? Yeah, there's hardly any. Like you know, yeah, so two. like we've got a, we've got a lot of weeks where we can kind of slot these in. You know, we mm. haven't got to just time it in that short cinema run. So we should be yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. But I cannot wait, regardless yeah. of what we good see, because it's it's really up in the air right now about w- w- exactly what order we're going to see all these in. But yeah. it should be these movies. Again, yeah, we've got we've got change. a couple of <laughs> we've got a couple of things kind of brewing, and it just depends when they when they kind of pull off, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and moving on to the to the hype train update, as we discussed, this is very surreal because it is the first show that we've recorded since people have been able to actually purchase a ticket to watch free from hell which still just blows my mind um but the hype train update is actually regarding the blu-ray because um the extras have been announced and it's fantastic you know we talk about this a lot but it's exactly what i would want the two things that i would want on a modern blu-ray release um first up rob zombie commentary track so tick that one off immediately it'll be like right that's going to be my second watch of this movie um on blu-ray um and then the next one is and rob's always done this which is amazing but there is a 95 minute making of documentary about the movie um and yeah he did it for obviously devil's rejects and wasn't the three from um the the 31 31. uh shutter exclusive it was. It was really yeah. weird. It was on some Blu-rays, and there was a different cut. There was like a shortened yeah. version, and then there well, was the problem like a is we never one. got like a, a decent Blu-ray of Thirty-One, did we? No. But yeah. Um, so yeah, we're getting it for three from hell, though. We're getting it good. Yes. And yeah, with those extras as well, just makes me so hyped for that Blu-ray release. But uh, yeah, that was a fun little hype train update, and it might be the last. Who knows? I mean, these things are crazy, so there might be more updates in the future, but this might be the last one. This might be the swan song of this uh, feature. Just got to try and stay spoiler-free now until I get it in front of my eyeball. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be increasingly difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, even just logging on to Twitter today, I was like, oh, here's all the reviews from people. Yeah. Wonderful. I mean, I was keyword searching three from hell earlier so i'm i'm probably you know <laughs> yes <laughs> gonna be in trouble i couldn't help it i had to just see some stuff yeah i didn't fair. get anything spoiled which was good i just wanted to hear some positivity <laughs> see some pictures of people in the cinema and I, yeah. I got that and i felt hyped yeah it was cool to see like yeah. everyone celebrating it um but yeah should, should we move on to this week's movie let's do it let's talk about the barge people yeah to sort of give a little bit of a background on this one because this is probably going to be going to be one of the movies that we cover where a lot of people probably wouldn't have heard of this one um you know it's the complete polar opposite of last week where we discussed the number one movie in the world right now super Um, horror bros man we will give you the horror as we see fit it's the awesome thing about this genre, isn't it? Is that you can yeah. you can literally get the biggest movie in the world right now, and then you can also get something like this, which is uh, you know a very small British release, um, mm-hmm. which was at Fright Fest, and so. Yep. Yeah, that was why this was on our radar. Um, we obviously wanted this. Was definitely this was one that you I remember spoke a lot about. Um, yeah, this was one that I was. I don't know what it was. It was something about the artwork that drew me in. Um, mm-hmm. It really. Like, I've just been on this binge of 80s horror movies right now, as you guys know, and kind of just the artwork and the way that, like, um, the title cards looked and everything just screamed that effect to me. Um, Obviously, like, the guys were teasing, like, um, some of the um, practical effects and had some of the, like, um, creatures um, at... um, 
Fright Fest, didn't they? Um, mm. Wandering yeah, they around did. and yeah, that sort of thing. Around, yeah. And just, just as soon as I saw that post Fright Fest, I was like, I need to see this movie. Like, I, it's British. Um, you know, it's I just everything about this just ticked all of my boxes. Um, so yeah, we were lucky enough to to reach out to uh, the director Charlie Steeds, who um, hooked us up with a screener of this because um, we don't have a full um, news on release yet. Um, it's it seems pretty safe that um, th- that there will be um, release early twenty twenty. Um, yeah, I do have a quote was, from Charlie because we did yeah. ask him about that uh, about his release. Um, so of course, yeah, this movie isn't released right now. It is it was at Fright Fest where I believe it had its world premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he's we did ask Charlie directly, and he says I've got no release dates to share yet, but the film has been picked up by World Sales uh, by Raven Banner, and we're anticipating an early twenty twenty release. Oh yeah, um, so that is all there is for release information right now um want me a cool blu-ray yeah i'm not greedy Um, but yeah um so yeah i've already touched upon it a little bit but this this movie is set on the canals of the glorious british coast uh, countryside Mm. um so straight away kind of got me excited kind of um you know we live in the part of the uk where we have some canals and that sort of thing as well so it's kind of like straight away i'm kind of picturing that Mm. Um, and it's kind of two sisters and their boyfriends, um, head off for a weekend on a barge. They've hired this barge and they're going off on the canals and having a relaxing weekend, unaware of what might be lurking in the water. Um, i.e. the barge people. Mm. (laughs) Um, so yeah, this, um, this little movie kind of, that was all I pretty much knew going into it um and pretty much synopsizes the movie as well really it's it's a it is this classic 80s horror movie vibe where you can pretty much sum the movie up in a nutshell and it is one of these that would have been a video rental for me i would have seen that artwork i would have read the back and was like hell yeah like yeah people people on a barge in 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 the middle of the uk like getting attacked by monsters Mm. yeah (laughs) rent um so yeah uh, so going into it that's what i wanted and coming out of it that's what i got um i think the movie kind of um obviously will be very kind of spoiler free on on the end uh completely you know this movie's a long way from coming out um so we'll try to keep pretty pretty spoiler free um but yeah kind of the beginning of this movie kind of chucks you straight in and introduces you briefly to kind of our um monsters of the movie and that little glimpse just got me ready to see some more really at that point um Mm. we then kind of and you know it is that kind of you know does that qualify as an unnecessary open for you i think um is the question yeah it's always so difficult isn't it this this is one for me where i'm like this is what i want from an opening um it it does kind of throw back a little bit and I, I wish it was just completely out of context. I enjoy it when these movies just kind of show a scene of horror that then we don't see again. It's just a little opener. Um, but it got me, it got me in the mood and especially because this movie does take a little while then to get going because we need to get introduced to the characters. Um, we get, we get introduced to, um, as I said, kind of the, uh, two, two sisters, um, Kat and Jade and they're, um, I think, was it Kat? Or Cat and Sophie was Jade. Jade uh, was yes, the Cat yeah. Jade was one that you see later on. Cat and Sophie, and um, 
they they bring their two boyfriends and they're kind of polar opposites of the of the scale kind of um cat's boyfriend is very much the person that's kind of seems to have organized this whole barge trip and is completely on board for it and sophie's boyfriend is kind of like this business kind of city guy that doesn't want to be away from his fire and has no interest in nature or the people he's with really including sophie to be honest Mm. um he's a real douchebag and he plays that role kind of just it throughout the movie like he never falters he is just that douchebag um which you gotta respect right yeah (laughs) um and yeah they they set sail on this barge and pretty soon they kind of tussle with some locals and that's when kind of the jade character jade comes into play and kind of um they have a run-in from them and get away as much as you can get away when you're on a barge going five miles an hour um i did enjoy that they kind of had this confrontation where they hit into their boat and then uh I love the fact that they start hurling abuse and then they still are within like <laughs> vocal shot of each other for the next five minutes as they slowly go away. Do you think like someone could just jump in the water and swim towards them? Yeah. Yeah. I almost wanted them to like get off and walk like alongside yeah. the canal, like still talking shit. Like, you know, you're not going anywhere. Right. But, yeah. um, and actually I, reference it, but it was fun. I love that interaction. It was one of my yeah. favorite parts. This very, it, it just is a very British interaction I thought, and it felt very yeah. genuine. And I think I've seen so many interactions like that, where when you're on, the outside it just looks so funny watching people hurl these kind of like stupid insults at each other oh yeah um well, it's, I loved it's, it. you know when you're driving if someone was to like hit your yeah. car and not even cause damage like that's exactly what you do and mm. it's like um it is just the british kind of ze- from zero to ten straight yeah. away which is <laughs> which is just brilliant um, it's just like a lot of posturing but no one's actually saying or doing anything like, that's what i yeah, really appreciate yeah and, and no one ever will like no. if the boat was to have stalled at that point they would still <laughs> be like, there do you, do you want to help abuse. with that mate <laughs> yeah yeah they'd probably help them whilst yeah. using but only only verbal it's yeah. amazing um but yeah and then eventually they kind of uh do you do more do you do, do more do you dock up on a, on a barge you, you park the barge for the night um <laughs> We're barge you, experts here. You, you barge no more um, mm. for the evening, and they decide to go to a pub, um, which I kind of wanted a little bit more of. Like, because this scene was fantastic. F- for me, like, uh, for both of us, really, we love these movies that just get so deep into kind of British kind of quirkiness because obviously mm. we don't get to see this a lot on the big screen or, or any screen. And... Um, so and this movie has that in abundance, but it but it like this scene in particular, I was like, oh, I just wanted more of this because it was just this quintessential like old village pub. The second they walk in, like the barmaid's open in line was almost like, Are you lost? Mm. Like what what do you want? <laughs> like it's just brilliant. And um uh they kind of eventually go back to their their barge for the evening and I guess at that point shit goes down is is where i'll leave it like it's when we start to get into the meat of the horror movie yeah um and yeah i gotta say like i i dug it like the second we got into the horror side of it the movie um by the end of it 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 had its pacing issues because basically when the horror starts it goes from zero to ten instantly Mm. which was fucking incredible like i i I was wondering like we had these characters in this location and i was like this is kicking off and we're on a barge like we're not in one of these mansions where people can kind of escape and go off in different rooms and we're on a barge like we're we're not got a lot of room to maneuver here 
Like this is this is gonna go down, and it really does go down. Like we got everything, like everything that I wanted from this movie, I got in this twenty minute crazy montage of mm. violence and action and just fun, crazy barginess, and um, it was it was great. But but then the movie did kind of start to scale out again and slow down and kind of. And, and and I really kind of struggled to get back to that that um, normal kind of cat and mouse kind of chase because I just had this crazy like ramped up to ten action for twenty mm. minutes. Um, so it definitely had a bit of an issue there, but um, I, I still I still dug this movie. It was it was a fun ride. Like, and you know I'm not. There's no spoilers here, but by the when we got to the ending, I I did want a few minutes more. Like this movie's reasonably short um mm. around about the hour 20 mark and to be honest i could have done with an extra 10 minutes just to really I, I felt like there was a little bit more to tell there and it just you know i guess it left me wanting more um but you know barge people too hey never say never <laughs> yeah that's what they'll <laughs> be hoping for right <laughs> yeah um yeah, no, I, I, I like this quite a bit, really. It was, like you said, I think the early focus is what really drew me in, the kind of the stuff that we can talk about, because it's not really spoilery, but that mm. the initial setup, um, I love yeah, the... the British feeling and the, that kind of, the setup of a traditional old-school movie, but, but set in UK, which, you know, is fun for us. I love the interaction between the the two boyfriends because that that mm. is a situation that so many people have been forced into where it's just like in no other situation would we ever want to hang out or have any sort of conversations. We're only here because we just happen to be dating sisters. And so yeah. I loved that from the get go. Yeah. Um, and it was a really great interaction. And I agree with you that all of the stuff that happens early on, it kind of does get put to the side once the horror stuff starts because it's very full on, very graphic, very manic and crazy. And I feel like it almost does lose a bit of that personality that i liked in the start bit and, and i definitely think some people will think the complete opposite where they'll be like yeah. oh the start was boring and i just wanted to see the violence whereas i was really into those early interactions um and especially yeah the i thought... in the pub was like fantastic like oh, all so of that great. stuff with the barmaid and the whole there's like he, he, they haven't eaten all day so he's like he wants a hot <laughs> meal and she's like well you can have crisps like that's all we got and it's i just love stuff like that because it just feels so british um so all of those scenes were great and then obviously when it does become like this crazy horror movie it does feel like it takes such a dramatic turn and i think that is on purpose because it really kind of knocks you for six even though you've seen the poster mm. and you know you're seeing a horror movie and especially with the opening scene as well um but the movie slows down to such a point that on purpose and i'm and i glad that it done that to then take it in this completely other direction where it's just very gory and very silly as well and i think that that's another part where i wish we would have seen this at fright fest um oh it would have been phenomenal Fright Fest. I, I, know, can, I definitely think this is up there with the, the other movies we discussed of, of like a come to daddy where watching this on my own just randomly one night was not mm. the same as if I'd have seen this with a crowd that was super digging it because I think they would have laughed at all the jokes. They would have been so engaged with all the crazy violence and all that. I just think it would have hit harder than it yeah. did just watching it on this, my own. This for me, I feel like this probably undersells the movie, but this feels like the perfect eleven o'clock fright fest movie that I've yes. not got to see yet. This is this is like what I've wanted from that crazy eleven o'clock slot. And we've yeah. don't get me wrong, we've had these crazy movies, but they've always been like a step below what this movie is. Mm. This movie is like you know, this step above, but it's that perfect time slot when you're just late in the day and you just want to see some crazy stuff. And this movie gives you that um 
you know, like I say, that punch in the face where it just goes from like this fun setup to just 10, like a uh, 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 Fright Fest audience at kind of, you know, half past 11 at night would have been amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because that slot traditionally at Fright Fest, especially the ones we've seen, has geared to more more towards foreign movies. It's been either mm. subtitled or foreign language, um, you know, foreign production. So mm. yeah, seeing like a very just what would have felt one of the most extremely British movies we would have seen at Fright Fest would have been really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does it definitely feels like a British take on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well, and I think that's kind of what they're going for. That kind of like that hillbilly yeah. Southern vibe that you get from those types of movies, but put that mm. into the countryside and that's something that i've desperately wanted so much in horror films um and i'm glad yeah. we got a bit of that i think ultimately again once it gets going and it's really crazy the kind of the actual setting it doesn't feel as relevant um it kind of no. like the barge aspect and the canals doesn't feel as important does it in the final third no it was almost just a set piece it was the the initial set piece of the movie and then the movie transitions on from that very quickly mm. um but you know it's and i think that is the problem with the pacing like you say that um you spoke about obviously loving the characters and loving the scale up and and kind of seeing them interact more and it would have been fun seeing like the posh bloke and the other boyfriend kind of um have interactions more like post when the horror starts yes. um and that, that like you know, slowly we, reveal that more yeah and still be like on you know not really wanting to help each other but at this mm. point like need to to stay alive as well like that would have been fun and we kind of lost that because the movie just goes so crazy but i can't really be mad with that because it just i wasn't expecting it and like when the movie just went nuts i was just like hell yes yeah yeah it's not like a criticism so much as just like oh okay they could have went either way Mm. and this is the thing that they chose and it still worked really well because then Mm. you do get that like like say this is a short movie and i think it takes a while to get going even though i loved the early stuff Mm. and then when it does get going it doesn't really take its foot off the pedal until it ends um and so yeah you kind of don't get a chance to rest which can go both ways and again i think a fright fest i would have had the energy and i would have been you know like with the crowd and everything whereas watching it on my own i was kind of like oh okay you're just showing me the gore now and it was fantastic for the first sort of 15 or 20 minutes and we didn't even got into the actual specifics obviously without spoiling it but it all looks great doesn't it it all yeah it doesn't look like an indie film at all <laughs> no that's the thing that's that's mad i think the movie is is well acted for what it wants to be like mm. like you say like the, the the stereotypical like boyfriend character like the the, the city douchebag like he he just played that role perfectly you know the, the two sisters was really good kind of cat mm. in particular kind of um you know she does have to carry the movie in in some respects like she's in pretty much the whole like most scenes you know she is um throughout the movie and kind of she does a great job of that um but the the thing that stands out the most in this movie is the gore and the practical effects like when we actually see the barge people and that everything just looked amazing and yeah the gore just it just blows my mind that movies like because this movie must have had a a small budget and like Mm. just to be able to produce this level is just phenomenal yeah for sure um but yeah i I enjoyed it quite a bit really it was very like you say very gory very silly and got very fishy towards the end and i think that people will really dig this i think that i'm i would say i was gonna say i'm not the audience for this but i'm kind i kind of am i'm kind of like 
half of it if that makes sense where mm. i will watch a movie like terrifier and i think that's a good gauge of like if you watch terrifier and loved it and you are one of those people who grew up in the 70s and 80s and i think that's what where i'm going towards is I actually think this would skewer to someone slightly older than myself um who yeah, really think, grew I... up in that era of the vhs you know those old school horror movies yeah. and obviously we talk about them a lot and love them but we also have way more of a focus on new stuff now um whereas we i do. think if you're someone who really wants throwback horror that feels like it was made in that time period this is absolutely the movie for you yeah i think that's the thing we've seen a lot of these throwback horror movies that that kind of advertise as such mm. and and then aren't really that um i can't there was that board game one that i always kind of come back to yes um something about into the gates or something what was it yeah, beyond the gates? gates beyond the gates or something but like this movie doesn't doesn't advertise itself as that because it doesn't need to if you see mm. the poster you you get it yeah. and like if you see the opening title cards of this movie like you get it they they were awesome mm. like yeah it just it just straight away got me in it and like this that was movie, a great scene with the music and everything really awesome yeah opening, it was so, it was such a good opening like of it i was just, like literally i think i just said out loud like hell yes like <laughs> this is what i wanted and i think you know it is interesting because obviously me being a bit older like i i think i'm more of the audience for this because mm. you obviously love a lot of the same movies as me but you haven't like gone as deep down the 80s rabbit hole as what i have <laughs> recently yeah. Um, and so, yeah, for me, like, this was the nostalgia trip that I needed for a movie that just, you know, a brand new release. It was perfect. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm not so much of a, you know, I'm not so much of like a creature feature guy, but this movie's not, I wouldn't really describe it as like creature feature. It's just really good practical effects. And like, yeah. you know, the, you know, I'm a, definitely a monster guy, you know, all of the iconic ones. And these guys just look so good. Like each one of them had their own personality, obviously. Um, and just, yeah, when they were on screen, all looked amazing. And um, you got it straight away, which is what I respect from it. That like the second this movie gets going, you, you, you see them and they're not scared to show them. You know, it's not one of these movies where it's mm. like, have we got something here or do we want to have the mystique? It's like, no there they are they're in your face take it or leave it yeah that's a really good and, point so yeah. many movies these days are just has a glimpse of it in the dark for like half a mm. shot whereas no that you have long extended scenes where you are just seeing the monsters and that mm. looks great um, yeah and in particular their opening reveal like not to go into it massively but like when when you first see them and um I thought that was amazing. Like it started mm. to happen and I was like, Oh, are they going to like tease it and then cut away? And they just don't cut away. And, um, if, if you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. And it was just super cool. Mm. And like, um, yeah, that, that kind of montage of like, you know, the, the, the 25 minutes, um, where it just went nuts was one of my favorite experiences I've had for a while, you know, yeah. just, just absolute craziness. What, what we got from puppet master last year. Mm. And like, this is just a better, better wraparound as well. But then this just crazy kind of, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah. It definitely got like delivered more on the, you know, interesting Pre and post. And stuff. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. But still gave, gave me the craziness. Yeah. What I want. And I felt like that was what was kind of missing from our fright fest experience. We didn't mm. get like, we didn't really get anything that was heavy gore, did we? 
not massively there was like moments of it in in pretty yeah. much all of the movies you know come mm. to daddy and red Letter yeah Day and they, stuff, the, but... they were definitely violent you know they were violent and the gore when it was done but like not one that would be like considered like a gore fest whereas no. this one like, kind of like it does go into that box more and it was it was just fun times like the more like i say it's really difficult to talk about the 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 action and the violence of this because i don't want to go into spoilers but one once it starts to happen there are so many cool things that happen and they never cut away that's the thing i like about it where you kind of you know you've got this um so many times where the kills kind of first start to happen then they cut away this movie's just like no we're just going to put it in your face like Mm. deal with it yeah for sure i mean obviously we're going to recommendations uh, mm-hmm. as we said at the start it's not out currently um i don't know if it'll be showing at other festivals but um yeah i feel like it must be on the festival circuit yeah we'll keep you guys updated for sure but for now mm-hmm. it is uh, obviously anticipating an early 2020 release this is kind of like when we did perfect skin and we obviously yeah. loved that but you guys couldn't see it and then it has obviously been out now so hopefully you guys have watched that awesome movie as well um but yeah would you would you recommend people check this one out Hell yeah. I think like, especially if it's at a festival, I think it's the perfect festival experience. Like this is, this is a have your friends over and have a good time. Like experience. Um, like you said, the, the, the best experience you have with this is with a group of people, which is not my normal recommendation. I normally like to sit here grumpy on my own watching a horror movie. Yeah. But like, (laughs) uh, yeah, this, this I'm down for that crowd experience. And like, it it will just be like this fun kind of experience where everyone will be going nuts and you, you, you build off that energy and enjoy this movie. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. If, if you can see this with like-minded people that are, you know, want to see this type of movie, it's going to be a fantastic experience. Um, I would definitely recommend it because I did enjoy it. Um, but like I said before, I think that there is more, there's going to be people that love this movie and I can totally see why it is like a hundred percent a preference thing. It's not a critical analysis of the movie. Um, you know, where it's like, oh, I have this, this and this that I think is wrong with it. It's nothing to do with that. It's more like, oh man, if you really want this type of horror movie, I can see where people would love this. Um, and I really, and again, still this really is, enjoyed it. This is the type of movie that certain horror fans will have craved. And yes. like, we, we don't get a lot of the, these days. And I think that's the point of getting that, that these, these people, this will be high on their lists of movies that they've seen in the year that's the thing there is there's enough of those people out there that i just hope this finds that audience Um, because obviously that's the hard thing these days there are so many movies and Mm. hopefully we're getting the word out to those types of people that if you are that person we're describing definitely check this one out because i think you'll really dig it definitely um but yeah we'll take a short break and we'll be right back So yeah, we do have something else to talk about this week. Um, something else which is currently unreleased, but people will be able to see very soon. Um, very, very soon. Because a little TV show called Creep Show um, is coming to Shudder later this month. Um, oh my! Obviously, so September twenty-six is the debut, the first episode. Um, I believe the season is six episodes, with kind of each episode focusing on two different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have seen the first episode, um, which yes, is. We uh, have very interesting to talk about so obviously the the first part was um based upon a stephen king story and again there will be no spoilers at all Mm -hmm. in this discussion for people who are worried um so yeah based upon a stephen king story that i'm guessing neither of us were familiar with because i certainly wasn't (laughs) um 
Yeah, do you want to give us a quick synopsis of this one? I feel like neither of these will need more of a synopsis than, I guess, a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, so it's titled Grey Matter, mm. um, and it's basically um, a father and son who um, kind of the father has a drinking habit that kind of gets out of hand and um it's kind of set at one during one night of this storm and we get like the we get these flashbacks kind of the father and kind of the, the, the drinking problem and then kind of that come into a head with the, the this storm that's ongoing and mm. um the son kind of eventually reaching out, out for help and yeah. kind of it's I, I i don't want to say much more than that because yeah. um it's a fun one that I think you just want to go into and like um I, I was pumped watching this like kind of I've got I like the creep you know like creep show um I'm not one of the you know I'm not like a crazy big fan of it but the second we saw kind of you know the the opening cards and like it, it really plays deep on nostalgia mm. um I loved kind of the um uh, comic book kind of um, style of the opening credits and kind of when it transitions into this first segment and throughout the segment when we get it like it was awesome and it really had like a a higher level polish to it yes, because definitely. of that the the um that I wasn't, wasn't expecting, expecting. Yeah. <laughs> no like obviously we watched critters <laughs> like earlier <laughs> this year and like the level of polish on this is insane mm. um and obviously we've got some like mad actors in this, um, you know, yeah. most notably Tobin Bell. Um, yeah. Just hearing that voice again, I just gave me such smiles. Like, yeah, smiles so exactly. Like the second he popped up, I was just like, oh my God, this is fun. And like, it I was want a fun him to be, He must be a narrator for like audiobooks because I just want to listen to his voice constantly. It's yeah, so cool. yeah, definitely. Um, but, but yeah, kind of, it, it, it kind of, um, gave me exactly what I wanted from a, a creep show 2019 episode mm. where like it's short. It's just a fun little story that gives me a fun conclusion at the end. Like it's not, it's not trying to give me any of these kind of big, deep hidden meanings. It's just going to give me a fun little horror ride for 20 minutes, which is exactly what I want. Um, yeah. And it's what it, what it gave me. Like um, you've got this backwards and forwards with the kind of, the son's gone to this shop and you kind of have him having interactions at the shop. And then you have the father at home being spliced in, in, in between the two and both of them are amping up. And like, as one amps up, we cut to the other one and it was just done really well. And was a fun, a fun little segment and definitely got me excited. Like watching that first one. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. And I think that it's um, very interesting that we saw this the same week as we did Barge People, because I think pretty much a lot yeah. of what I said stands here as well, where obviously this is way more nostalgia focused because it is based upon a property from the 80s. Yeah. And um, it is very much trying to do that. And it, it does tick all those boxes. you got familiar faces from from you know recently but also from that time period that are popping up here um you have this little interesting you know it is a stephen king story so not only does it feel like one it is one um and so you kind of have this mystery and intrigue it's short enough that i agree with you that you never really have to invest too much in it like it's just you just kind of throw it on and just let it take place and you're like oh okay that was that was a fun little ride um and then you're on to the next one and yeah. 
definitely again great creature effects for for a small tv show i was like wow okay yeah. and obviously this does have clout behind it i think greg nicotero who is the sort of overall executive producer um who he yeah. did direct this episode he directed well. this one yeah um so again and that shows because it does look very nice and you obviously get that quality from the practical effects which is obviously his bread and butter like everyone knows how amazing he is at that sort of stuff yeah um, it's got it's got you know real level of polish to it so definitely i really enjoyed that and then yeah going on to the next one as well like um again just a short simple premise where it's basically this girl who has a haunted dollhouse um and that's all yeah. you need to know within the first kind of 30 seconds and i really dug this one as well um again short yeah. enough where it, it what was it about 45 minutes for the two of them um, for the two yeah no more than that I just, again, th this is something that I have always loved. As I remember as a kid growing up, and it must have come from Toy Story, um, <laughs> growing up with that like concept of your toys doing stuff behind your back. And I've always oh, it's, thought... It's why I'm like five deep in the Puppet Master movies. <laughs> like, you know... Yeah, you get a little bit of that, obviously, in horror and like the Chucky stuff. But I very much yeah. like the whole, the playing around with them doing stuff behind your back. And is it is it a kid's imagination running wild yeah. or is there actually something going on? So I've always loved that. And I think that there's mm. so much depth in there and in, in the horror genre that has been sort of underutilized and so just to see this for a little 20 minute segment of like here's this girl and she's got this mm. kind of creepy dollhouse but is something actually going on or is she just kind of like making up the narrative in her head because that's what kids do obviously playing with their toys and i really i really dug that and i thought that this one mm. as well was incredibly well shot the kind of the way they show the dollhouse in all these extreme yeah. close-ups um and make it really feel like an actual living breathing house was was fantastic um so well, yeah we overall, get, we get a episode. lot we get a lot of um, the dollhouse uh, kind of, you know, the, the girl revisiting it and mm. constantly kind of getting shots on this dollhouse. And that could be very boring. Yeah. But they really do a unique way of exploring the, the doll's house in every shot that we get. Um, different perspectives and different mm. layouts and everything else. And it really, it made, first of all, those kind of, you know, keep coming back to it, interactions, not dull. And yeah. secondly, it made the doll's house look much more vast than what it was. Um, so, yeah, I thought they did a really good job of that. And, um, yeah, it, it, you know, both of these are exactly what I want from horror anthology short segments, you know, just mm. these fun little ideas that I 100% do not want to see either as a feature. Mm. Like I want just these little short things that are just really fun and just, just kind of, you know, give you that little, little bite sized, you know, uh, taste of horror. You know, if I want a feature, I'll go watch a feature, you know, mm. and that's why these feel the, both of these segments felt distinctly different for what yeah. they were trying to achieve, which I've not seen for a while, which I really liked and definitely hope that they continue that for the series. It, it really reminded me just how bad the Twilight Zone was and how it just failed oh, no. so much because I was like, this is what I want. Like, obviously, they're going for different things, but just show me some fun stuff each week. You know, it doesn't need to be this, like, trying to hit you. Know, let's not. We're not going to bring up that conversation. No. Um, it's, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. And I think that this shows that, like, we've discussed on previous weeks where this is exactly what we want from a horror streaming service. I want a combination of original content, which you are making, which you can't see anywhere else 
Tales, which is mm. exactly what this is. Um, and then as well as bringing the best of independent horror, because they're not going to pick yeah. up like It Chapter Two. You know, we know no. that. So it's like you yeah. need to go and on I the don't indie need circuit. Them to. No, exactly. Yeah, you know, we want like, them to pick up these independent movies, like the Barge People. Yeah, I was going to say that's exactly what I was going to say. Like the yeah. Barge People. Like you've got to get on movies like this, and it seems like this year, you know. Well, look at this month, a, especially like yeah. Tigers Are Not Afraid has been on the festival yeah. uh, scene for over two years now, and they are the first people to put that out to a wide audience. And I, I haven't yeah, even seen which them, is massive, but that's, but that's incredible. Yeah, that it's done massive. That. And you know, obviously, like with Furies coming and mm. that sort of thing, like it seems like they had a good UK fright fest presence and yeah. pick things up and kind of both shudder and arrow seem to be getting their business done and getting these movies out quicker which yeah. is great because we talk about these movies from fright fest and they're always a long way off um and they seem yeah. a lot sooner this year yeah for sure because you just have times. that hype now when it's like oh mm. here's something that i wanted to see a month ago whereas when it does come to like if we saw some of these movies which we probably will see like in april next year it's kind of like oh yeah what was that one again like because we yeah. see so much obviously we see new stuff every yeah. single week so um but yeah i think this is exactly what i want and, and like i say I'm, I'm excited for the upcoming i think they're nailing it now and now until kind of uh halloween i think this is a great time for shudder yeah um and yeah i'm i'm very much looking forward to the rest of the season now i'm kind of disappointed that there's only five more yeah um, i know i know but, it's fun uh, times hopefully they'll, they'll renew it for sure um but yeah, yeah kind of moving into our questions this week now um of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at shbpod, um, or if you want to send a longer email, it's superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we did have a few quick fire questions here. Um, there's some funny ones this week. So bringing us back to barge people, <laughs> uh, Paul has a question. He says, uh, of course he does. <laughs> he says, if you were caught short on a canal barge, what's the worst thing that you'd want coming through that narrow entry? The Meg. <laughs> that's a great answer because <laughs> that that means that they're making the meg too and then statesman's not going to be far off as well so <laughs> that's a guy i can't top that answer i that's was going to answer paul. this question with a question to paul were you um sober when you asked this question paul um <laughs> because i know he was watching the banana splits movie so he must have been drinking <laughs> when he sent this you've, you've got to be drinking yeah i think um seriously i think for me it would just be like one of those fucking uh spiders that can float on water like a giant oh a giant one of those mm. uh that that would be it i'd be done for yeah like because i would i would love to see like a shark i just think that'd be awesome so yeah it would have to be something disgusting like yeah spider i don't know yeah like one of those you know like one of those ones that can, they can just float on water with their horrible mm. legs but like a giant one of it that'd be mm. me done i hate flies like a giant fly would just be disgusting for me i hate the noise they make Ugh um but yeah thanks for that one paul um <laughs> next up we have one from kyle who says uh what's a location that you would like to see utilized in horror that hasn't yet or maybe what is your favorite location for horror to take place uh for me i personally just really love cabin in the woods movies um oh yeah yeah we definitely love um, those as well i think this is fascinating because uh, I, obviously with what we've discussed this week with the barge people yeah but i've always wanted british countryside would absolutely be yeah. my 100 percent number one answer um it's yeah, it has uh, been underutilized for sure definitely. and it's great to see it used at times there has been a few definitely notable ones but i think that obviously that is kind of our equivalent to the deep south in america and obviously it's not yeah. the same because it's a way bigger country so they literally have hundreds of miles of road where there's like mm. hardly any civilization where Whereas we don't have it to that extent, but you do find these little weird pockets of spaces that almost feel like time forgot. And I would yeah. love to see that in more horror. I think, I think 
yeah, I completely agree with you as well. Like that's what I want, and I'm glad that um, Kyle asked this question because we got the shot in the barge people that I crave, mm. which is the <laughs> the narrow British countryside roads, yes. these single One roads <laughs> with high hedges. Oh, that awesome. just the the thing that I think is so different about it to the US example is obviously the US example is so expansive. It's like the kind desert, of, isn't it? Wide open. Yeah, and, and you drive out of civilization. But in the UK, like you say, you find these pockets, and when you find these pockets, um, they just they just feel so out of place, mm. and you feel so alone. But you also feel like anyone could be there, like mm. if you know what I mean. And you just feel like it's all the nature is on top of you so quickly. And I think the sh- the shot in this movie is what I crave the most, where it is that long winding country road with the bushes and trees all up around you and you just have you, you just feel like it's surrounding you and you just have your headlights in front of you mm. and i just kind of want like a car to break down and a horror movie to start from there really yeah for sure it's this weird feeling like unless you've really been here you don't really know what it's like but you could literally be five minutes away from you know a built-up area with a tesco's but whereas in that little small space it does feel like you're just alone in the world and there's nothing else there and it's because of like the level of wilderness that you get in a british countryside which is just really fascinating to us um so yeah i think this um is something else that i forgot to mention with the barge people it really did you mentioned like texas chainsaw massacre it really Mm. did feel like hills of eyes as well like our version of the hills of eyes like these little pockets of kind of just just nothingness that that weird you just feel like weird things can happen like we we live in a pretty quiet area of the uk as well and like seeing like we, we see this sort of stuff and we kind of just feel like it's ripe for horror movies Oh, yeah, and we see people all the time that look like they're from the Hills of Eyes as well. So true story. Yeah, true story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you very much for that one, Kyle. And then we lastly have one from Joe, who's – this is a very interesting one. He just says, uh, I'm 36 minutes into Puppet Master 2, and I have questions. Um, number one, why am I still watching this? And number two, why do I need to keep watching? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you answer this one. I'm sorry, Joe. Like – I know the reason why you're watching it is my, it's my fault, man. (laughs) (laughs) And all I can say is that like, there is no answer, but it seems like you have the same disease as what I have. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've just watched watching the best one as well. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) Second best. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've just watched puppet master five and like, (laughs) it hurts. I don't even know what to do at this point because Mm. like, these movies should not have been made like four and five are basically the same movie. So I said to you last week that they were shot at the same time. Literally the same thing happens in both movies. It's like this weird demon that's come up from hell to attack the puppets and attack the puppet master. Um, And it it comes to a conclusion in puppet master four. And then we wake up with the guy in hospital and he just fucks off back to the hotel and has the same story again. And it's literally beat for beat the same thing with the same conclusion. And I was like, what have I just done? I've just watched two of these. Like, I I don't know if I can keep doing it, but I don't know why you are. Well, because I'm also now I'm out of the numbered ones. Like it's going to get crazy now. Right. Mm. That's one way to put it, I guess. (laughs) I don't, I have no words, but yeah, I, I think just just you know maybe maybe stop joe like <laughs> and just watch the the most recent one the most recent one is a fun time and it will it will 
it will either reignite your drive to keep going like a madman like I am, or um, at least you'll have a fun one fun time. <laughs> yeah, it'll be definitely be one of those two things. Um, yeah, I mean, the payoff at the end, like if you did watch all of the Puppet Masters and then got to see a good one, I mean, that is one hell of a payoff. Yeah, true. You know? Um, but yeah, that was our sort of Twitter questions for this week. Um, we did have some lovely emails as well from Sean, who's been seeing a lot of movies recently. Um, I just wanted to say that he saw Freaks, which made me very happy. Um, oh, I was so happy to see that in the poster that he sent us a picture of as well. Just yes. seeing it out there. Um, and this was great because obviously we discussed it in our Fright Fest episode that it got a very limited release. So I'm glad he checked it out because this is one that obviously is not massively horror. And one like from what I've heard that Sean really likes, I wouldn't have thought this would have been up his alley. And he ended up really liking it, mm. um, which I really like to hear. And definitely um, his analysis of the movie is exactly kind of what we said off air. Obviously, we were very limited on our Fright Fest show because we didn't want to give away any spoilers. Um, we mm. pretty much only talked about the first 20 minutes, but once the movie does open up and is more sci-fi based, I completely agree with all the comparisons that you made, Sean. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was interesting as well that he kind of has the same uh, take as us where he's seen so many horror movies this year now that he kind of already has a top 10 that he's very happy yeah. with. Yeah, I love that, um, yeah. And yeah, like I completely agree with that sentiment where if we had to do our best of show tomorrow, I would be oh, very I've got happy. comfortable 10. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's like, but then look, we just discussed 13 movies that we want to see God later this it. year. <laughs> and that's only up until the 1st of November. Um, it's going to be wild. Um, there's going to be some brutal cuts to the top 10 this year and it's going to be yeah. messy. Um, yeah, there's a but, chance that my new movies list will breach 100 before the end of september yeah quite possibly which um, is mad he also said about uh he recommended from beyond to me obviously because i was talking mm. about reanimator and it was interesting because yeah i didn't mention it on the show that it was already one i was going to check out um mm. and i have seen it over the last week um nice. it's on netflix in the uk so that was really handy to just throw on mm. and yeah it was really fun like it, it very much felt in that vein of like here's this kind of quasi sequel to reanimator um it's definitely not as good as reanimator like i liked that quite a bit more um but you still got a lot of what i loved which was the cast was exceptional again seeing barbara and jeffrey was great um and then you also add in ken forhey which is always amazing because nice. um, i was not expecting that to him to be prominent in this movie um and then yeah the practical effects are just goddamn insane like i was kind of watching these and you go like man i still don't know what is the craziest i've seen out of all these recently watching i think society is still the one that stands out to me um <laughs> but like reanimator is up there definitely this movie rewatching the thing recently as well like they're all yeah. so insane. reanimator was was so good go for those movies it's yes. weird because i i went the other way and right decided decided to watch dolls oh yes week. yeah we didn't mention that um, either. that was obviously the same director in the 80s but not a mm, lovecraft story or anything like that. no no and you know because i'm just like in this weird downward <laughs> spiral of despair watching these come to life toy movies um mm. i thought i'd watch dolls and it's, it was about as good as a puppet master movie <laughs> oh really god damn it i was looking forward to watching that <laughs> like it's probably a bit harsh um it had it it was very slow and the problem is is that the dolls to me weren't that exciting like right yeah i, I like you know the reason why i'm watching these goddamn puppet master movies is because i like the puppets um whereas none of the dolls were that great like when we got into some action it was fun but it was it just didn't give me enough and and i really thought it was gonna um 
knowing that it was from the guy from reanimator i really mm. thought it was going to give me that kind of gore and it, i just didn't really think it had it like in the abundance right. that i was expecting um like i've heard people say that it does and i don't really know what i was missing from it but it just it was it was it was good but i think i'm just kind of like it was probably it's a bad time for me to watch that movie when i'm deep in my rut of puppet master movies where i'm just like oh no I've, i'm watching another one yeah <laughs> like, you should have watched from beyond instead because i think you'd like that quite a bit yeah i think I, i'm definitely gonna check that out this week like it was on my list um once once i um you know get through some puppet master movies that's fair enough we, we didn't mention as well because i'm assuming neither of us have watched it yet but the uh our, the best arrow release of all time happened in the last week true um have you watched it yet no no i'm gonna watch no. it the weekends okay like... yeah, so well, i'll watch it as well so we can talk about it properly next week but um obviously if you would have seen our twitter account we obviously discussed it before but kind of the 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 holy grail of arrow releases happened in the last week in the form yes. of the hills of eyes part two Yes. Um, and it is a real thing that does exist, and I cannot wait to rewatch that goddamn. And it's a real movie. thing that we love so deeply. Yeah, it's amazing. We'll we'll get into our love for that movie again next week for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was episode one hundred and sixty one. A very jam packed show, and it's not actually that long. So we very we crammed in a lot. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um. Obviously Smashed talked about it. the barge people. We talked about Creep Show. Um. We previewed all of those upcoming movies, and now we have to figure out what on earth we're going to be watching next because yeah. what take, we're watching next week, who knows? I might just have to write them all down on pieces of paper and put them into a hat and just pick one out at random because there's literally like six that i'd be happy i mean it, there's there's a good chance we might just do an episode on hills of ice part two. <laughs> oh god if we end up doing that <laughs> that'd be our, our only selves to blame let's put ourselves back even further on our backlog of <laughs> awesome looking horror of 2019 listen i wouldn't complain either yeah. um but yeah that was episode 161 uh thanks uh for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I can't mainly because I never could. And how could I start that?